Hello everyone, welcome to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Rude, and today's episode is episode 87. And uh, on this one, it'll be a previously recorded episode that I did on Facebook Live with uh, the casting crew for the upcoming film called Watchdog. Uh, they had a Indiegogo campaign for the film and uh, the campaign has ended uh, but they did get 125% of their goal met so they made their goal plus more so congrats to everyone that's a part of Watchdog uh, including guests today uh, on the episode L.C. Holt who's the director and he's a known actor who's acted in films You're Next and Time's Up, which he also directed, and uh, as well as actors Chaney Morrow, who has uh, played in films called Haunt, which he played the ghost in Haunt, uh, The New Wrong Turn from 2021, I think, the newest one, I uh, can't remember what year it is, 2020 or 2021, I think it's 21, uh, and then also Wes Robinson, who played uh, in The Blair Witch from 2016, I believe, or the newest Blair Witch. Uh, And then he also uh, played in Mad Men, the TV series. Uh, So this was an incredible episode, and, you know, I can't thank them guys enough for taking time to come on the show. Uh, I had a blast talking to everybody, as well as doing a Facebook Live with them, which is pretty cool. It was awesome to see people interact. And uh, this was kind of like my first Facebook Live with multiple guests, which I kind of say this in the episode. But uh, so I didn't know how it was going to go. It's kind of an experimental thing. Um, got a couple bugs to work out. I hope I can kind of continue doing more of those because those are a lot of fun. So my audio is a little messed up from time to time. But I think for the most part, you can understand what I'm saying and what my point is uh, as far as, you know, getting my point across is what I'm trying to say. Well, I can't even talk. Uh, so, so yeah, it's it's going to be about uh, Watchdog, the Indiegogo campaign, uh, as well as uh, other things within the horror genre. Uh, we, we talk a little bit about uh, some of the previous films they've worked on and... Uh, Universal Monsters, other uh, horror uh, films, uh, including other uh, home invasion films, since uh, Watchdog is uh, a part of the home invasion type film. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And uh, before we get into the episode, I'm going to play a uh, audio clip of the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, which is the network that horror podcast is a part of so you're going to hear a message from the pfpn and then we're going to get right into the episode enjoy you're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, 
providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. I just want to say, like, this is a, a very first uh, for the Rude Horror Podcast to do sort of like a live uh, podcast with uh, especially a group of people. So, uh, so let's say welcome to the Rude Horror Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Marcus Rude. And today uh, we have a big group discussion uh, with the Watchdog casting crew. We have L.C. Holt, the director of uh, Watchdog, Jeannie Morrow, who is an actor in the film, and Wes Robinson, who is also an actor in Watchdog. So welcome to the, the show, guys. Thank you for taking time coming on here. Yeah, we'll try not to talk over each other. <laughs> we'll give it a um, shot. Right, yeah. This is kind of a first uh, for me, like I said. So yeah, it's, I'm uh, expecting it's, things to come up. That <laughs> it's good to uh, it's good to see you again, Marcus. I believe we we we've been on one before, haven't we? Yeah, uh, the last one was the Indiegogo for Times Up. Yeah, yeah, and, me uh, and Maffei came on here. Right. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, There's a couple interruptions on that one, but uh, I I think. Uh, Knock on wood, we won't have <laughs> some of those on this one. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, everything's, you know. everything's been going great with Watchdog. Uh, the Indiegogo launched on the 8th. And uh, today, just before we, we came on live, we found out that we'd reached our, our goal uh, with yeah. 19 days to spare. So we're going to keep pushing. And, uh, and, you know, every dime that we get from here is just making the movie better and better and better and better. So it's congrats, LC. Well, you thank all you guys. You know, I couldn't have done it without every single one of you, even you, Marcus. Yeah, Yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, congrats, man. Very awesome to hear. Yeah, it's really exciting. We have a really uh, cool group. uh, The people who are on the screen here with me now, as well as many who aren't, uh, you know, Wes and Cheney, but then there's Celeste Blandon, another actress, Felissa Rose, Mark Patton. Um, you know, great cast and crew, uh, Lucas Dunaway, Daniel John Kearney, who is also a producer in the film. And, uh, and, and then with the crew, you know, we have Derek Worley, our special effects wizard, who's going to be making up all the gore and, and violence, bringing all that to life. We have, uh, Jaron Lewis, a cinematographer who is fantastic. Uh, uh, so many people. And, um, you know, we, we've, thrilled to be working with them and thrilled that they've supported the film and, and thrilled that all of you out there who have, you know, donated have supported the film. And I hope people will continue to support it because we're going to make something really great with this movie. Um, You know, and I'm looking forward to, to getting started on it. Right. So, you know, since the goal has already been met and, you know, there's still a lot of days left uh, in the campaign, are you looking to add more perks along the way to, uh, you know, maybe 
add in like another horror icon in the cast, uh, kind of like how you did with uh, Time's Up, or are you going to try to take a different approach? Well, I mean, the thing with this film is the cast is very uh, small with Watchdog. Uh, it's a reverse home invasion movie, what Fangoria called it. Good way of describing it. About Cheney's character up there. Am I pointing the right way? That way? Up there? Anyway. Right, yeah, you, you help me, Wes. Yeah, up there. Um, yeah, that's it. The, the things are reversed here. It, it blows me up. It throws me off. Um, but Cheney up there. Up there. I got it. He, uh, he plays this guy, Travis, who, um, you know, is an accountant. He lives in rural Alabama with his girlfriend in a very isolated house that's her family's house. And uh, one night he gets mugged and he gets helped out of the situation by this drifter who comes along, who Wes plays. Bad that, news bears. That guy. Yeah, that, um, guy. And that guy over there. And so Wes is this drifter who comes into the situation and it, and it, so Cheney invites or Cheney's character invites uh, the drifter back to his house and chaos ensues. Um, he has no idea what he's biting back in. It's like, you know, every good, you know, no good deed goes unpunished sort of thing. And then you have to take this journey through the night um, as Cheney and his girlfriend played by Celeste Blandon uh, try to survive in this situation, which is pretty, a uh, pretty harrowing situation. And it really based in my mind, a lot on true crime. You know, I, I keep talking in interviews with watchdog about true crime, but mainly it's because that's uh, kind of what the movie is aspiring to, you know, it's aspiring to be the kind of thing that takes, that shows you all the details of what you might see on a true crime show. Um, you know, I don't know if do you guys, do you guys know that criminally listed? It's great. It's on YouTube. Am I the only I've person, that? No, I'm the only person that watches criminally listed? It's <laughs> unbelievable. You got to check it out. I, this is a free plug for criminally listed. I don't know who the guy is who right. does it. He does a great job, but it's like it lists of various kinds of true crimes. And then he goes through it and describes all the details. And uh, so this is uh, this movie. The events of this movie are the kind of thing you might see in a segment of Criminally Listed. Um, but you, you're going to see everything. You're going to be the fly on the wall watching as this horrible event goes down. And, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to point out Criminally Listed because I know that that's a modern thing that people watch because uh, I usually talk about unsolved mysteries. And then anyone who's like way younger than me, you know, they go, what? But huge fan of robert stack Sorry. i remember that for sure <laughs> yeah, there you go there you go yeah robert like stack the theme was... song would always oh, yeah. you know yeah, get me zoned in yeah oh yeah. yeah and just robert stack's voice just always he could talk about anything and i would just be tuned into whatever he's talking about yeah it's yeah. creepy yeah it's nice another intriguing edition of unsolved mysteries he's great <laughs> he was he was untouchable it was also hysterically funny too. Uh, his bit in airplane was hysterical. You know what was funny? There's some funny stuff in the. If you watch the first season of Unsolved Mysteries, they did this thing that they never did in future episodes, where they would have Stack sit and interview somebody, and uh, Robert Stack, I love him to death, uh, bless him, but not an interviewer. Like they would, they would shoot the segment with like on the person being interviewed, then they cut back to Robert Stack, and he'd just be. 
Totally be like, so, <laughs> so why did you do it? Yeah. I, it was I say I killed him. Tell me why you did it. Yeah. It was like the kind of thing when you look at Rob Bob's face there and you go, he's thinking, I would really like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know, he's totally disconnected from the, from huh. the interview. I never saw any of those episodes. I don't remember him interviewing anybody. It was very early. I got to look that up. Yeah. But anyway, hmm. there I go about Unsolved Mysteries again. Sorry, Marcus, take it over. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I know it's been said that it is kind of like a reverse home invasion, which that's kind of intrigued my curiosity because, you know, I think home invasion films just, you know, the genre subgenre is a really terrifying subgenre. I mean, what's, what's more terrifying than, you know, someone breaking into your house wanting to you know kidnap you or kill you. Uh, and this is stuff that could really happen, which is well, and it has really happened. Like that's the thing. like this is very realistic. Like some of the events depicted are things that have have happened. I mean, they weren't. Elsie didn't copy them, but I mean, like it was inspired by real actual crimes that are just as terrifying as the shit you'll see in this movie. You know, that's the creepiest part about it is it's a. Uh, how common it actually is for something like that to happen. It's definitely anything you see in watchdog is something that could really happen. And to me, that's part of the terror of it, you know? Um, Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's the most common thing we've heard too, is like people saying, you know, it's it's scary because it's something that could actually happen. Um, And, you know, those are some of my favorite movies and you don't see them as often anymore. And you don't see them in this kind of regard where it's like reverse of that, you know, person's already in you invite them in and then they're crazy um yeah we're talking to the king of home invasion films down there lc hold he actually has he's yeah. stars my favorite home invasion uh uh horror film of all time and it's, a, it's, we, it's up with like straight well you're next yeah that's yeah. the we're coming in yeah. your house movie uh, the ultimate well we uh, um he knows a thing or two about a thing or two about this show. <laughs> yeah. We uh, well, and that that it's funny you mentioned your next because we had a, I gave away some. Well, I sold as part of the Indiegogo some really uh, important stuff from that movie, which I've had for ten years. Earlier in the week, it sold in like five minutes. Uh, this yeah. mask. They beat me to it. Record. I'll show it to you. Um, this is the mask someone bought, which is yeah box mask from that's an actual one we used in the production so someone will be wow. getting that and then uh, a slew of uh my original script which i'll sign a bunch of rewrite pages and schedules and basically all the the material that uh, i had you know from the production you know you get a big packet what eventually becomes a big packet by the end of the shoot you know of rewrites yeah. and schedules and things so I'm glad that a Unix fan got that. And I'm cooking up in my brain. There is a possibility I could do one more Unixed perk bundle. Uh, is it the one you where for yourself? Say that again, Trey? The one where you'll crossbow somebody? Uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah. saving that one for the last week. I, I, thought, I, didn't, know, I didn't know if you are playing that. But okay. Yeah, that, All right. That's the last week. Uh, I don't know if I can edit in real time, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, if, if anybody's out there would be interested in, in one more year next bundle, I think I could make that happen with, with a couple other items that I have that are pretty choice, pretty choice. Very yeah. cool. What do you, what do you think, Wes? What do you think about that? I think that's amazing. Are you going to have one for yourself though, to keep? Um, just gonna get rid of it all. Gonna give my whole life away, man. Every bit of my past. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't uh, want to, but I will. I will put on the market the diaper I wore that the night we had Thai food when we filmed Terror Trips. Wow. There, because I still have. <laughs> we had some interesting stories from Terror Trips. Um, uh, that's a movie that Cheney and I did. Uh, came out earlier couple months ago and we'll be seeing some of those stories on watchdog now that we're all together i know there's one story in particular cheney loves this story but i don't even know if you want to tell it that involves every time we get together you tell everybody the the applesauce story that's my favorite one yeah you don't uh, want to say that you don't want to tell it or no i'll gladly tell it uh with all respect to uh mr zach uh Oh, don't uh, you, maybe you shouldn't give the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was totally wrong anyway. Uh, but one night uh, in the in our location where we were housed in, because it was during COVID season, uh, the primary cast, we all stayed together and we had to take the same COVID tests, follow the same protocol. Well, you know, we, we would have fun uh, at the nights when, you know, we filmed in the day and we had the night off. Well, one night, uh, a much younger gentleman, much, much younger gentleman, I want to say early 20s, really handsome, uh, muscular little fella, challenged LC to a wrestling match because I don't know if it came up at some point that LC also wrestled, but uh, the other guy had such a bravado about it that he thought he could, uh, you know, handle it. So I'm like, well, you know, fuck this. Uh, I walk outside. I like kind of as they're talking about this and I light a cigarette, close the door. And in the time it takes me to turn around and look inside, Elsie's got this kid twisted up like a fucking pretzel like on the ground. And the kid's like tapping out, hey, you know, like I'm like, holy shit, that was quick. You know, Elsie stands up, walks through the refrigerator, gets him a little cup of applesauce, a little cup of applesauce. I'll never forget that. And he walks over, sits on the, the one, uh, like, recliner chair we had, crosses his legs and eats this applesauce. The whole room's still quiet for, for some reason. Not that anything that happened made anyone uncomfortable. You know, it's just a regular night. But Elsie's calling in and he just stands up, says, all right, I'm going to bed. Looks at this phone and says, I'm sorry if I hurt you. And goes to his room. Because it, it is, to say... The kid was, he got twisted up like a pretzel. And he, he mm. was not in like you know, the same shape he was before this shit started. Well, see, I feel like I, I feel like I'm learning something today that I it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I'll no, I'll just light a cigarette, puff it, and then turn around and look back in. I've never uh, are you like <laughs> a wrestling state champion that we don't know about, LC? He, he was or uh, definitely he was a fucking wrestler, I'll tell you that. Yeah, in high, in high school I was, but that was like thirty years ago, you know. So uh, yeah, that's a lot. Of, a lot of time has passed since then. But I'll never live down the applesauce story, which Janie and Wes hadn't heard it yet. But trust no. me, you would have heard it on the set of that movie. You know, watched <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, let's see. At least you heard it now because I'll probably tell it several times uh, after that. I guess the moral of the story is don't fuck with LC. Yeah, you know, I guess so. Just, just don't wrestle. Just don't wrestle. <laughs> Wrestling's a technique. <laughs> clearly, so. he has one. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't fuck with LC anyways. Just, I mean, he, when he's on film, yeah. he, he can be a scary fucking dude just yeah. from his presence. So now knowing that yeah. he could, he's got some old wrestling moves. Uh, oh yeah, no, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be, <laughs> would not be. I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. I'm, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all I can say is he was asking for it. Okay. Yeah, the youngling man, you know, one movie with Al Pacino, and I think you can just see that's another thing I can't. No, no, that's so so Chaney Corleone because I've been on like Pacino by James Conn. Sonny's my jam with Chaney, it's the applesauce story, and with Wes, it's the Al Pacino thing because I. I did this movie and I, I did a scene with, I had a scene where I was with Al Pacino and I mentioned that one time and then, you know, Wes um, took umbrage. <laughs> I, I don't, you didn't take umbrage, but. <laughs> well, they were like, who, who is like the coolest person you worked with? And when Elsie brings out that, you're like, well, what am I supposed to say? I can't talk. <laughs> now, no, don't let, like, don't let don't let Wes fool you. Wes has worked with some really cool people. Um, you know, and I, I don't know if I should say it. I should say them, but I know for a fact Wes has worked with some really cool people. I mean, this guy was in Mad Men. He was in uh, The Ghost Whisperer. He did a movie with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. So can't be modest, know. Wes. You can't be modest. <laughs> so Al Pacino, Van Damme. I feel like this is... <laughs> hey, to Van some Damme. people, though. <laughs> the muscles from man come on right. it's jean-claude he didn't high kick you or anything did you like without you knowing i've heard he's he so likes fast. to do. he's so fast yeah. he's never done yeah. Yeah. if he wants to kick it he... <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah mark sorry we were hijacking oh no no um no this is awesome just you guys just chat uh, about random stories i love it um but you know, back to maybe like home invasion. Um, I'll say um, one of the very first home invasion movies I saw, I rented back when I, I think maybe I was like ten, eleven. I think it was at the double digits. Um, but I rented uh, a movie called, um, I think it's called "If I Die Before I Wake." It was like an early two thousands film that was uh, on VHS. I don't know if it's on DVD. I don't think I've seen yeah, that. That sounds familiar. I've seen the movie Before I Wake, but it's it's more current than that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I want to say it's early two thousand. It, it was still. Is on it the one of the, uh, It keeps reliving like uh, she keeps like getting killed and brought back to life every night by a, the a guy coming into her house. Um, okay, no, I, maybe uh, not. You would the. The home invasion guy, though, he wears like pantyhose over his head, and the guy who plays him is a super creepy. And whoever they got him, you know, whoever they got to play him, uh, made my skin crawl. You know, I was just like, "Holy shit, man!" Like, 
this okay, guy's breaking into this kid's house and uh, she i think she was like a teenage girl but she was like by herself and then you know these group of guys are breaking in yes it's that one Is that it? okay um, I don't know if it's held up over the years, but uh, that was kind of my introduction to home invasion films. And you know, artisan film. I you know you know I watched a lot of horror films, but you know, looking back, I remember that one in particular kind of made my skin crawl. It was like you know, this home invasion stuff is actually kind of creepy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that's yeah. the thing with 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 Watchdog, you know, coming back around to what we were, you know, here to talk about with you know Watchdog, it's a very tense movie, and it's going to be very visceral and very frightening, um, very atmospheric, and it has definitely its share of violence. I mean, Derek and I are talking, the special effects uh, coordinator and I have been talking about how we're going to pull off some of these effects in the movie, and it's pretty. He has some really cool ideas, and we're working with Jaron Lewis. We've already shot at one uh, um, test uh, effect test for one in particular, really cool effect in it. So, uh, as much as the film is tense and uh, and frightening and and atmospheric, it will definitely deliver in in the violence department too, and the the blood, um, you know, which horror films people love to 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 see those sorts of magic tricks brought to life. But we're trying to pull it off with Watchdog in such a way that it's it, it fits with the very realistic um, kind of violence. It was like some of the more disturbing violence I ever saw was in that movie, the Fincher movie, David Fincher movie Zodiac. Yeah, uh, has yeah. some really disturbing violence, in particular the the couple by the lake. You know, yeah, um, with the bright gorgeous sunshine yeah yeah and 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 then knowing that that actually happened <laughs> yeah you know, knowing that that, yeah. that actually happened just that way yeah. um you know Fucking in the great. middle of in the middle of the day that's um pretty terrifying stuff uh but it's so ter- it's terrifying because it's real you know and um, and the way it's shot and the way it you know i remember seeing a documentary with the guy the guy because you know the guy survived the young man survive and the and the as was generally the case with the zodiac killer you know the girl died because he always took more time with the female victim than the male and um and the guy said uh you know when he watched zodiac which i imagine that would be very difficult to watch that if you were the actual person but but right. he watched the movie and he said that that the scene where she rolls over screaming and the zodiac killer is stabbing her he said that that was exactly what he remembered seeing through his own eyes that shot was and he said that when it cut to black right there it was like the the moment he remembered closing his eyes so he wouldn't have to look at it anymore you know and that was um i mean that sort of thing is is pretty uh, unnerving and terrifying so that's kind of what we're going for with watchdog is that sense of oh dear this is almost too too real to uh to take you know but uh but it'll be a, quite an experience to go through this night with travis and anna and the drifter drew hmm. and some other people too so so we can expect that you're trying to make this film to where you want people to walk out of the theaters or the room like, well, I hope you yeah, stay brutal. seated. <laughs> uh, I, I hope you watch the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do think it horror. I think should be horrific, disturbing. You know, and right. uh, 
otherwise why, why is it horror you know uh and yeah. there's definitely a place for fun in horror you know uh but but uh but sometimes it, you know it, it's like movies that you watch. The First Strangers, I think, is a great example of a movie that's really unnerving to watch because you just feel like you're there and like this could really happen, you know. And when right. the the you know when she pulls back the curtain and there's that the guy standing there, I remember being. I don't get nervous very much watching movies because I'm in them and I know a lot of the tricks and stuff. That movie made me nervous. And uh, and I think that Watchdog, uh, the co- the goal is to kind of give you that anxious, nervous feeling uh, all the way through until you get the catharsis, um, you know, of the of the finale. And so um, that's what we're going for: atmosphere and that sense of, "Geez, this is I'm on the edge of my seat." But stay in it, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you'll love you love it. Come on, Wes. I know you just you just aching to say something. I can see. <laughs> no, I'm just so excited. I uh, there's so much. I was uh, reading the script again today, um, as you do, you know, and um, I made it further in. I'm still uh, in the process of preparing it, but like I made it further in than than I have previously. And um, there's just so much good stuff at the end. I just I was very excited to uh, to do that. So. And then few people know this, but at the end, uh, this is going to be a surprise to Wes. Al Pacino is going to show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone gets screen time with Al. Like, it's going to be an Al Pacino, of course. That went without saying. All of the credits are just Al. And then all of a sudden, we go back to the Indiegogo and we're at like three million. You know, I'm just kidding, guys. Al Pacino is not really going to be. (laughs) And then then at the end, Van Damme's going to super kick. the uh, home invader in the face. That's what. That's what happens. Oh, that's yeah. And I got. I got a bodyguard, Marcus. I'm not worried about it. I got LC Holt. He's a wrestling oh, champion. Right. That's right. Um, that's right. So and there will be, be plenty <laughs> of muscle sauce. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe that'd be a good idea for like an alternate ending for the the Blu-ray. Like me and Al Pacino just wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. The post credit <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stick around after the credits. I don't know. I wouldn't mm-hmm. wrestle uh, Al Pacino. Al Pacino, I, you know. Um, oh, he's I'm, a scrapper. That guy's a scrapper. Yeah, I mean, he's like five foot five, but he's he's scary looking. You know, no, I, 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 you know, I, I can't say that he's not scary looking. He's a very nice guy. Big smile, really pleasant. But I wouldn't mess with him because I watch Scarface. Look at Wes over there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying yeah. you don't mess with Tony Montana. So. No, no, no. Yeah. Or else, yeah. Like, yeah. Say hello uh, to my little friend. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> I actually yeah. watched that recently just because uh, I recently got it on 4K. I've, you know, I've had it on DVD for years, but it's just such a good movie. I was like, you know, that's one of the movies that I have to upgrade to 4K because I have to see it in all its glory of you know high def and it it doesn't disappoint even to this day it's such a good movie yeah oh yeah yeah i mean that was brian de palma at his the height of his power you know i uh, yeah, agree 
because I I am a I was a big De Palma fan for a long time, but I'm not been a huge fan of his latest, you know, four or five. But um, I really liked his thrillers in the '80s and stuff. It's totally different than what we're going for with Watchdog. You know, I mean, De Palma is kind of like a genre unto himself in terms of his thrillers and stuff. Things like uh, right. uh, Dress to Kill, Body and, Double, uh, Body Double, yeah, and. Uh, and one of mine that Cheney is not as big a De Palma fan as I am. I am not. This is true. I am so not. He's got Gary and Scarface. I think are one of his best. Um, we'll say the first Scarface one again. A flawed Drives I think it with the original Carrie. Is shit. I just love that Cheney's talking. I didn't hear any of that. What'd you say, Cheney? He's talking shit. I think. <laughs> Scarface without Pacino was nothing. I think he made it. And if it wasn't Pacino, I think the movie, I don't think the movie's perfect by any means. Uh, but his performance was so incredible. It fuels the entire film. Like you can't take your eyes off of him. So I don't credit De Palma for that flick at all. Uh, all right. and, and okay, uh, Cheney, you and Marcus are on the same level. And fight. Yeah, go. <laughs> I mean, dude, them cinematography shots, some of them were fucking... Yeah, oh yeah, but that wasn't, hell, that wasn't, that wasn't him. In <laughs> fact, Spielberg directed the finale of the movie because De Palma, like, called in sick or something. The oh, the shootout at the end. Yeah, I know. Well, part, of the reason, part of the reason for that was because <laughs> Al Pacino, when he was, uh, you know, he grabbed that red hot... Um, his yeah, and he had to go to the hospital. He couldn't film for like five days because he burnt all the skin. I mean, he grabbed the thing and pulled his hand off it, and the skin came with, you know, stayed. I wonder why he was so up at the top of those steps. Yeah, because he was firing did he, the hell. Did he, did he tell you that story, Elsie? No, he didn't tell me that story. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have <laughs> In, in our bonding session, he did not give give me that story. Elsie, um, let me tell you, uh, this business. Oh, <laughs> it's tough. Oh, it's, tough. <laughs> it's good. That is good, man. Good yeah. Totally. Oh yeah, amazing. he's. <laughs> but Cheney's worked with some. Cheney's worked with some cool people too. I mean, I'm not taking any poor stories from these th these two guys. They they worked. With, they worked dude, with a lot of cool people. Haunt, wrong turn, like those movies are fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Not just be, not pretty. just because you're in the film, but I mean, just overall, dude. That those films are fucking awesome. And, <laughs> I was just not just Blair Witch. There, man. part of it, right? Wes is in Blair, Blair Witch. Witch. My favorite part of that movie is is all Wes. It's my absolute favorite part of the movie. I rewound it like three times because it did make me laugh, but at the same time, it was like an intense situation, but it was funny. Wes, you remember the bit where they I, kind of discover you, yeah. uh, you know, and you're like, oh, he's like, okay, okay. He's like, well, hey, um, okay, well, well, you know, what if we get lost? Yeah. Here's the deal. Like, yeah. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Like you I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember like, what. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I remember like there was like no, uh, that we 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 had a script obviously, but for that stuff we kind of improved, and then I ended up in the bushes, and I was like calling out to Brandon. I'm like, we can talk about this, and Adam was like, yeah, he's like, that, so. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Oh, so I mean, because it was, it was realistic. That's a realistic reaction. But goddamn, I laughed. I laughed so hard. I was actually <laughs> like, by the time you know you get to the end of the movie, I'm like, fuck, there he is. Yep. You never died. Oh, crazy. Yeah. No, I don't know. I still think he's alive. I don't care. Terror. Trap. Neck wound or not. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing that should happen is since, because uh, I don't know, Marcus, if you know, me and uh, Wes both worked with Adam Wingard and because uh, he directed Blair Witch and and I did a, um, a few, several movies with him, one of which being uh, Your Next. And uh, so I think that the, the ultimate sequel would be uh, Your Next in Burkittsville and it's the landmass meets Lane. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. And then it's it's Ooh. me and Wes, you know, as the landmass <laughs> Lane. Um <laughs> I would so do that. Movie. I'll bring some applesauce and we can do this. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Applesauce. Heck yeah. It's got to be, it's got to be uh, Mott's. None of that Kroger brand, that, none of that like Kroger brand watery bullshit. His words, not mine. Was okay. it, was it, yeah. Was that what I was eating that night? Was it the Kroger brand? It was Mott's. Yeah. Was no, no, you're eating Mott's. And, uh, yeah, of course. You, I never, you, you would. Feel like you wouldn't stand for that watery. You would have snapped that poor boy if you were eating the off-brand stuff. You'd have been angry. Even I more know. So. I would have hulked out. If you had your moths. <laughs> and that's uh, uh, and that and that, that boy was uh, did a hell of a job in that movie though. He did. did. Well, I mean, he got the he got the last laugh because he he got to kill me in the movie. So yes, he did. There you go. Oh, you know what? That just dawned on me. That's why he twisted him up so quickly. I don't remember if it, but did I, did we, did, did we have our, about that? I can't remember though, <laughs> if that altercation was before or after he killed me. I think he might've killed me after that. I think he might've gone. That's why I'm up like a wallet. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And ate applesauce in his wake. <laughs> oh man. We've gotten a long way. We've come a long way with that applesauce story. There's a lot of mileage in that one, man. Good comedians. We should be comedians. So dead, we more dead, dead, back. Dead. Yeah. Oh, Marcus, how's it going up there, man? Uh, well, pretty good. I was going to see if, if maybe I should show the comments on the stream or not. I don't know. Sure. If you want to. Yeah. I was going with the idea. That's something rude. Like something mean to me. That'd be <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> My mother, don't worry about it. Yeah, I was just looking at him. Oh, I haven't. I haven't even. I forget that they're okay. Oh dear, I've been talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. Sorry, guys. No, Christina and Carol have been commenting. Yeah, yeah, Christina and Carol. We Carol Ann. We both know uh, Christina and Carol Ann well. In fact, Carol we forgot Ann, to mention Carol Ann's in the movie. Carol Ann is in Terror Trips. Yeah, yeah. No, and the, well, that she's in Watchdog too. She'll she'll be in there. And that's Isn't another that? thing. You have to always say Carol Ann. You can never say Carol. You ever that's call her Carol, dude? Yeah, that's bad news. That's that's Carol Ann, straight up. You gotta, I gotta think remember of that. Poltergeist. Yeah. Poltergeist. No, Carol yeah, Ann. That's yeah. not true. You can call her Carol. There's oh, a, that's right. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're really looking forward to um, we're really looking forward to Watchdog. Uh, some of the people commenting, at, actually, uh, Christina and Carolina both supported us uh, incredibly. Uh, Christina bought a Zoom, 
a Zoom call with Cheney and myself by request. It was actually Christina's the reason that's there because she said, you know what I would really like to have is a Zoom call where you and Cheney and, uh, you know, like, I guess do movie trivia or whatever that we're known for doing. And uh, and so we were like, you know what, Christina, this one's for you. And we put up that perk and she bought it. (laughs) So, Oh, yeah. Christina Pillar Cook has been around from uh, since like my beginning, man. She's important. She's a special. She's a special fan. Yeah. yeah. And Carol Ann will be uh, joining us for a scene in the movie that uh, she she bought one of our walk on roles. So she'll actually be appearing in the film uh, come September when we shoot it. Uh, and like I say, go and check out some of these perks on the Indiegogo. Uh, the Gogo is going to be running for the next 19 days, and we have a, we we can go as as far as we need to go. And every cent that's beyond here, beyond this goal that we reach today, is just going to go into making a better movie. Um, and even though you know the three of us are sitting here, you know, talking and joking and stuff, we're uh, we, we're really passionate about the film, and and we know how to get things done. You know, um, right. obviously, I, I've directed before with with Times Up, which will be coming out this um, this holiday season, and uh, finally, so people will get to see uh, everything that uh, we did with with Times Up. Cheney is also in Times Up, and uh, I know a lot of people who followed uh watchdog and contributed to it also contributed to uh to that film a lot of our investors and producers are the same yeah yeah marcus like i'm the host uh, sorry Mark. yeah yeah, go ahead. yeah i yeah, I, <laughs> I contributed some to, uh, that's umber. right you did that's right this guy, still up here god damn it <laughs> still here <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm excited yeah. man I'm like Marcus. Yeah, go ahead on your show. You know, I'm... Yeah, right. Sorry. So, yeah. Well, just used to. I, I'm just saying. I'm just, just saying. Now, now, now I really have to go donate. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, we appreciate your support. We appreciate everyone's support because I can't tell I'm you. Uh, I, I mean, I'm totally honest and, and genuine when I say that none of this stuff, that Time's Up, couldn't have been made without the people who supported it. Uh, Watchdog couldn't be made without the people who supported it. I mean, we're the ones making the stuff, but you were the guys that are, uh, uh, you know, who are allowing us to do it. By They're responsible for us getting to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you right. know, yeah. It's the same reason why, you know, if you go do a convention and um, people come out, you know, you better be good to those people. That's uh, one of those things, you know, because it's like, you know, you wouldn't be anywhere without those 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 guys and gals coming out and supporting you, buying you pictures and stuff. You know, uh, I've not had many experiences where people were rude or not nice, but I've seen it a couple mm-hmm. times at conventions, and it is irritating. Yeah, yeah, I won't, I won't say there was one. Is, at, I have I asked me, Holly Culkin. No, uh, what, what, Cheney? At a, at a convention, someone asked if I was Macaulay Culkin. I don't know if that's a is that a compliment? I didn't know how to take like, it. Was this like so I just movie? told them, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to be? Do you want me to be? I he wanted me to be, so I'm like, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For God's sake. Shit. All right. <laughs> But no, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're all horror fans. So 
knowing that you know you guys have been in horror films that are actually good horror films and you know people do know about them films and you know just seeing that you guys are wanting to make horror films under you know per se an indie label or not even a label but you know you guys are actually putting you know this movie on as you know production and everything you don't have like a big studio behind you uh i think just the horror fans think that's awesome and you know why not help you guys because uh, we're all horror fans in today we all want to see good horror films yeah 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 and we want to make them we want to make good good horror you know i mean that's the thing is you, you want to make a good movie i mean that's for me that's the key you know you, you have to make something good um you can't if you're going to have the money i don't care if it's you know thirty five thousand dollars or thirty five million dollars you know you better you better earn it you know earn that, i think earn we're at the uh logical period now to where it's possible to do that possible to make something look really really good but it can look really good but what matters is the content within and all we got all of that shit covered you know yeah yeah people so good about this uh it's it's a project worth fighting for you know like this uh, yeah, uh We've achieved our goal, which is fantastic. If it can go beyond that, hell, we got, like you said, we got 19 days left, right? Yeah. Uh, well, only, you know, that's not going in, at, like you said, to our crap service table. Even though I'm a hell of a cook, it's that's not where it's going. It'll all be an effort to make this bad boy as good as it can possibly be. And all the ingredients are there, man. So this is, if ever... Like uh, as a bystander, if I was just a guy looking to invest, like I, I would jump all over this. Yeah. It's a, this is a special product. Yeah. So how long has the campaign been going on for? It has it been like ten or eleven days. It was a thirty-day campaign, yeah, and now we're at day nineteen. So Dude, I mean, we have insane. nineteen days left. We have nineteen. Yeah, days yeah, left. yeah, yeah. Um, it's so, yeah, you we're... guys have made your goal in 10 or 11 days. Yeah, about 10 or 11 days. Yeah. No. I mean, it's been great. And like I say, I can't thank you, everyone, enough. Marcus, you, Christina, yeah. Carol Ann, everyone who supported us. Uh, I'm actually going to send a personal message to the fellow that actually that pushed us over that 15K, you know. Uh, so, uh, but I, I appreciate, you know, him and everyone else who has put in to support. And, uh, yeah, you know, because you just can't. You have to appreciate when people come out and say, "Hey, make your dreams come true." I mean, who does? You know, nobody has to do that. Yeah. Nobody has to do that. Make sure you send me the uh, the name and address of that fella so I can, you know, look him up and give him kisses. Show up at his door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, an ad for, that's something else. The ghost costume. Show up. I, I, uh, I'll. I will uh, give him my uh, socks. <laughs> I gotta do something. We gotta get something with Wes. I'm trying. Yeah. We need to. I'm, I'm thinking of some perks. We can get uh, some Wes action in there. This this guy over here. And now that I figured out, you notice yeah. that I figured out where the <laughs> point I'm always pointing. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to like put like a picture I'm of like him and Claude Van Damme together and like sign Holding them or something. Up. 
Hey, he's old Jay. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got to get Perfect. something like that. Yeah, or yeah. like Wes doing like a, a way to go, thing. Marcus. <laughs> oh, sorry, you're looking pretty diesel there too, Wes. You've been working out. Yeah, man. Two yeah. hours a day, every day. Yeah. 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 Good. He's getting in so shape. Like, like we're the same body types. It would look. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying, I'm trying to stay gaunt and kind of skinny. Yeah, getting gaunt. Yeah, I was like, bulky to, to not you know yeah. to do what is what so hey yeah no it's looking good though man i can see i can see it in your shoulders and shit thank you thank you appreciate yeah. it good two more months so that's the thing that what we should do is like a perk of you know if they buy a west flexing perk and it's like it's just a picture <laughs> of him flexing oh and god like, like every girl on the campaign there yeah. you go you better print a lot of them you're not going to limit those to five you're going to have to push them up to like 50 yeah 50 yeah, yeah. limit to 50 the flex and perk yeah. well i like it it's got a ring to it the, the blair flex perk. <laughs> the blair flex project yeah. oh, i love it <laughs> Ashley in the background, dude. It'll be dope. It'll be mm. dope. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna be like curling a uh, lamb mask. Just, oh, you know, yeah. And I'll be sitting in the background of the picture eating applesauce. Yeah. Every now and again, have somebody just show up and spray your face with water, like, then back out of the shop. <laughs> be awesome. Yeah, it's a great um, group. Uh, great guys. It is. But so, we're, we're uh, going to be focused. This time. We're going to have some goddamn fun in the process. I promise you that. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. uh, uh, artist, artist. We're, we're going to achieve something very special. Yeah. So uh, has, has like uh, Mark Patton or Felissa Rose expressed like, you know, are they excited to, oh, to be a yeah. part of this project? I think it's great that you brought that up uh, because Marcus has been fantastic with this project. Um, Mark, I, I talked to about it a, a little while back and sent him the script. And, uh, you know, he's been doing a number of movies lately. And um, and uh, he just did a, a movie called Swallowed that he's getting a lot of great reviews for and stuff. And he loved the script and is just going above and beyond. Uh, on this project with the Indiegogo. Uh, if you go to the Indiegogo page now and you look at the Mark Patton perk bundle, um, it is unbelievable. And all of those things were donated by Mark, especially for this, this project. Um, and, you know, I don't, I, maybe I should go and look it up and, and tell you about it. Um, it was, it's such a cool perk, but the, mm -hmm. the Mark Patton bundle Right, yeah, that's a hell of a steal, man. It really is what he's what he put it up for. Hell of a steal. You get a special thanks in Watchdog at the end of the movie. You get a uh, cameo from Mark personalized to you. You get a Nightmare Two face mask, a Nightmare Two pin, a Nightmare Two eight by ten, and probably one of the coolest things is there on the, uh, you know, he did a documentary called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. Great documentary that's on Shudder, and you, you can find it at other places. And that, that with, there was, the score for that was con 
was composed and orchestrated by a guy named Alexander Taylor, who also scored Time's Up, which is a neat little mm. connection. Alex, um, yeah. An unbelievable composer. And the Scream Queen soundtrack is actually a vinyl album. You know, it's an old school, bright pink vinyl album. And as Mark is donating uh, those to that per package too, and he'll sign it for you. All that stuff I mentioned was signed. So, you know, great per mm. package, $200 for all of that. And oh. uh, we only have, we have four of those left. Uh, that's just one of a few of the great perks that we have. Um, you know, we talked about the Zoom calls. Um, oh, and, and you mentioned Felissa. Felissa was, you know, she's my producing partner. Uh, we did Time's Up together. She's a fantastic person to work with. I love Felissa. Like she, I call her uh, my rose because she really is like the person that keeps hey, me sane. Fucking... She is, yes. No, she, she is. Absolutely. She's a marvel. And, uh, you know, and, and just as a personal friend, someone I can call and talk to when I'm, you know, angry or irritated about something, which in this business you get angry all, you know, often. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, it's good to have somebody to, to vent to and stuff. And she's always been there for me and is a fantastic producer. And so she's going to be in the movie as well. I've always said any movie I direct will have Melissa in it. I, I work with her on anything that I direct. And not to, not to give too much away, this is a role uh, Felicia's playing that uh, I'm not sure you've seen it from her before. Uh, and she's going to just destroy it, you know, yeah. just going to destroy it. Yeah, Felissa, Felissa and Mark in this movie both, Felissa Rose and Mark Patton, um, people are going to be surprised when they see what they're doing in this movie because i don't think you've seen either of them do anything like the characters that they're playing in watchdog so um again that that just comes from the fact that you know i don't write roles for people i write characters and i find the actor to fit the character and um to me that's an important part of it so that you don't get into this mindset of writing to some what you perceive as someone's persona or something you know an actor can just you know if, if they're right for the role an actor can do pretty much anything within that that the confines i mean obviously you know certain characters wouldn't fit with certain actors but um when you let someone just go for it and show what they can do with a character that fits them to a t uh, it can be really inspiring and there you go. Yeah. There's, there's the Indiegogo link. Thanks, Carolyn. Yeah. Carolyn, yes, yes. She's a weapon there, man. She's a weapon. Vicious. Is that showing like, up screen? Um, yeah. I clicked on yeah. it. I think it's showing. All right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Everyone needs to check out the Indiegogo for Watchdog. Yeah. Thank you, Carolyn. For sure. You're welcome. <laughs> she joke. She probably says like, "Has anyone mentioned the link yet?" God damn it! Got to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds like her. Yeah, no, I figured like how to add the link. Uh, like, I, no one's I didn't know I had to click on it. If you click on it again, it'll go away. Oh, if, if you right. wanted, yeah, you click on it again, it'll go. Away. I learned this because I use Streamyard too for our our things. So you have to, yeah. 
Uh, so I'm learning I, like Instagram. I'm still learning on Instagram. Like I'm, I'm an, I'm basically an Instagram newbie. I was telling Cheney earlier on the phone. I was like, I'm trying to figure out how to do these things. And then you just feel like an old man at that point, yeah. which by the way, I do have a birthday coming up in less than a, like a week. So that doesn't mm. help. With You're me. finally eligible for your double ARP benefits. Thank you. Chad. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. I, I know oh, a guy yeah. sells packages. For yeah. consumer, if you want to switch to that too, too. If I want to switch to what? Consumer cellular. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm hiding. We'll go. Right I'll, here. I'll tell you about it later. I'll tell you about it. Hiding my gray hair under my hat yeah. and my cover. Um, <laughs> who, who's doing the soundtrack for Watchdog, or do you have anybody in mind yet? Great, Good great, question. great question. Um, Watchdog is going to be composed by a fellow named Frank Dormani, a great composer. And he is also doing a, the score for a movie that Wes and I recently did together. It's actually the movie that we first met in person on, which was a movie called Phantom Fun World. Frank is also doing that score. And he reached out to us about Watchdog, and I listened to some samples of his work. And man, I just thought this is perfect. And then I described really to him was super fast as well. Like the stuff he comes out with, like so fast, yeah. and so good, and it's just it's crazy. Right, and totally gets in my because with Watchdog, with the score, like a lot of things, I had a very specific thing I want to do with the Watchdog score. I don't want to just do. I, I could I know what the score should be. And I and I described to Frank how I would like it to start and then how I would like it to end and the things that I wanted to do in between. And he totally got it. Um, I don't know that he was necessarily used to that kind of direction from someone, you know, because a lot of times it's just like, well, do the score, you know, lay it up. But I had a very distinctive musically, I have a very distinctive idea of how this movie plays out as well. So uh, and when he was on the same wavelength with that, it was just like, well, that's that's our guy, Frank Dormani, right there. Nice, yeah. I, and I he is like, you know. great. This guy's going to do wonderful things. And Frank is a, a, a bit of a protege to uh, Alex Taylor too, who was the composer of of Times Up. So Alex gave him a big recommendation. So I did not know that. Know that. Me, me and Alex, we actually we we met years and years and years ago. Uh, in Dayton, he was he, he went to Wright State, and I was doing work with Wright State, but not a part of Wright State. That's how we met. We met on a short film where he was uh, an assistant director. So it was before he uh, he always had an interest in music, but it was before he chose to pursue composing. Yeah. Who did and, you uh, say? Who did you say wrote uh, composed Scream Queen again? Uh, Alex Alex Taylor. That's the guy we're talking about. Oh, okay. Alex. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah, Alex Taylor composed uh, "Scream Queen" and "Times yeah. Up." Yeah, it's it's amazing that because uh, I mean we met, but we, we we both went our our ways, and then here we meet. Yeah. You know, year, years down the line, it's just man, it's so cool, and he's such a oh, I love that boy. Oh, I love that. That's my dude. See, he's an old an old friend of mine. He was there at the beginning. It's a small world. Yeah, it is. A lot of talent in this part of Ohio, man. It's just uh, <laughs> no one really ever seems to look, you know, fight your way out of here. Well, guys, I mean, I would love to keep rambling on, not really rambling on, but just having a conversation <laughs> with you guys. It's been awesome. Um, I do kind of want to end the show with 
at least maybe one or two more questions. Um, and I, I asked this to LC the last time we were on. Uh, we did Time's Up, but uh, I kind of like to ask this with everybody on the show. So, um, uh, for, so for Chaney and Wes, uh, do you guys have a favorite Universal monster or Universal monster film? I remember that question now that you've done I remember that, yeah. Universal monster. Wes, you go first, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Like the Dracula, Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, those type. You know, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'll just go with the Wolfman, I guess. If I had to choose. I, um, I didn't, like, get into horror until, like, Scream era. That's when I kind of started like bouncing off with horror and then like delving deeper into that um uh it's not really universal monster but i really love the monsters i'm not sure uh how this rob zombie one's going to come across but we will find out um no, yeah. no one is certain of that yeah no one yeah. is certain of that yeah as much as i was a adams family fan i i the monsters theme song was like you couldn't beat that yeah i was always yeah. i always preferred the monsters for some reason over Adams Family. well what i'm shocked is this one's gonna be a pg movie and i don't think rob yeah. zombies ever made a pg movie before so this will be interesting I, i'm just i'm I, i'm shocked about a million things about it like i couldn't i'd have to write a blog uh, well, but I'm not hating it or anything. I just I just want to see it. Just just show it to me. Trailer. Sometimes the trailer looks great. The movie sucks. Sometimes the trailer looks like shit. And the movie's, you know, a wild surprise. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want an open eye, man. I, I always do. Once you're oh, yeah. in the business, to be a really harsh critic, you know, before I actually found myself mm -hmm. in, and then you do you lighten up a little bit because you start to see the shit that goes on within like the industry within you know just the, the making a movie period some shit don't work out so but that's true I, that I, yeah that really, I totally he does with this i totally agree with cheney on that like when yeah. you when you are in it and then you, you you see what goes on behind the scenes and you realize like the fact that any movie ever is remotely watchable with the odds that are fought on every film set i mean yeah. it really changes it makes you a yeah. lot less um critical of things you know i mean obviously you see things and you're like well that's my taste and i like that i don't like this but yeah me too man i i really am a lot kinder and toward things than i i was before yeah. i really got into the business me too man me too dude but i'm sorry cheney uh, marcus asked you a question sir oh yes no uh, uh mine's pretty easy man i'm a freddy krueger guy if we're talking franchise like a uh, one entity one horror personality that always rang to me it was him and it's really for one reason it's because freddie is fear and without fear there is no freddie so freddie essentially exists in your mind and he is what you make of him but I and think, i've always I think... been fascinated with it you know and also fascinated with the uh controversy of his demise uh which the latest elm street kind of answered uh I don't like how they answered it, but you know, he was a uh, pedophile and a, just a nasty, murderous uh, child killer. <clears throat> it's Freddy. Now, child killer, that, that was fine with me. That, that's odd to say out loud. 
but the uh, uh, it's when they gave an answer, well, uh, that was odd to me. They they summed him up as a like some kind of weird pedophile obsessed with this little girl, and that's not what uh, I think Freddie Whit. He's just a fear thing. Like, all children. I'm a Freddie guy. Well, what oh, was Cheney? Cheney, but what was your favorite Universal monster? Here. Can I just say serial killer? So, I mean, I, I mean, like Frankenstein, the Wolfman, the Invisible Man. You know, from the Black Probably uh, Dracula, if I had to pick Dracula, just because of the uh, the torment, you know, that he faced with with what he was in it. Uh, the same with Wolfman. I mean, they're all kind of interchangeable, honestly. Like they all kind of face the same uh, uh, personal demons. Uh, dealt with the same shit, but if I had to pick, I would say Dracula because of his uh, thirst for love. Yeah. You know. All right, right on. I, I, that's cool, Marcus. Because yeah, I think you got three different answers. Because I, I, when I was on, I think I said the Invisible Man. Yep. Yeah, you and Damien both picked the Invisible Man. Right. Invisible Man was a pervert. Hey, <laughs> maybe. Well. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Hollow. My fault. I'm about Hollow. <laughs> oh, oh man. Hollow man. Yeah. Whoops. Well, Whoops, the, well, the, the new Invisible Man too was was an asshole. Yeah, he was, yeah, was an asshole. He was. He was, was a prick. Something about being invisible just really brings out it's the asshole. Man. Yeah, it just changes a man. Brings out the inner. That's the like the the uh, philosophy behind. It. That's what's so interesting. Is what. How would one behave if they were? Well, that's probably why I said it. Other than I do like the universal picture, the invisible man. But aside from that, the whole concept of like of all the things, I don't want to be a dead guy that's been put back together in pieces. I don't want to turn into a werewolf. I don't want to be, well, vampire might be kind of cool. But being invisible, being invisible, like I I think I could, yeah, that might, that would be interesting. If it's reversal, I don't want to get stuck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway. Right on. What about you, Both Marcus? Guys? I'm curious. Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's, it's um, probably one of my favorite Universal Monster characters. Um, and what's what's weird is, like, I think it changes over the years. Because, like, when I was a kid, I always liked Dracula. Like I, you know, I think I was him like two or three times in a row for Halloween one year. Um, but as I got older, and I think you know, watching these other Universal horror monsters, uh, I really like the, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and, uh, and you know, you, the portrayal you, of uh, huh? Do you remember the? Do you know the famous story about the design of the creature? That uh, it came out years and years later. That. There are two guys that that had pictures taken of them sculpting that famous creature, the Black Lagoon creature, and then come to find out, like, they took total credit. This lady by herself sculpted that incredible thing, and then they took credit for it. And it wasn't until years later they found out who this lady was that actually designed that iconic creature. And now she has the credit. It's completely iconic because I can't remember when it was done. Like That's never been remade. No. We've never seen a new version of that. And he's a tragic figure. Like he's a 
Shakespearean tragic figure, the the creature, the Black Lagoon. The hell most universal monsters are, yeah. right? They all have that that terror of humanity in them. Yeah. No shit. I didn't know yeah, that either. The original, the lady who designed him. There's a book on her, um, and I guess she was a started out as an animator for Disney, and she's responsible for making the very scary gargoyle looking character in Fantasia. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn. And um and I'm kicking myself because I can't think of her name. I know it's the same but, here. Yeah. I can't it, it's Adam you have to look it up. Google it. Yeah. But Barbara it escaped my mind right now. It it reminded oh, yeah. me a lot of the of the of the you ever see the Tim Burton movie Big Eyes, the the true story mm. about the the man that took of credit for his, wife, for his wife's paintings, you know, and then she oh. had to kind of uh, go through the, you know, legal battles and everything with him to get credit for her paintings that she did, you know. It's, it's kind of a parallel there with the the uh, creature in the Black Lagoon story. Yeah. Goddamn shit. Well, guys, uh, you know, as we wrap up this show, uh, is there any, like any last words? Like, is there anything you want to let either the fans know or you know, anything left to talk about the Indiegogo campaign before we get off? Well, I just want to say th- thanks again to everybody. Check out the Watchdog Indiegogo. You can find it on my Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Watchdog has its own Instagram. It also on Facebook has a, there's a group, an official group. And any of those places, you can find the link to the Indiegogo to check it out. We're always adding new stuff. Like yesterday, we added some new stuff with Cheney. I added the Time's Up package, which went quick. But I'm, like I said before, I'm thinking of something else for that and uh, maybe one more of those. So, yeah, please. Thank You're you so much. you talking about the Time's Up package or the Your Next package? I'm sorry, the Your Next package. I've done so many movies that have these declarative I things. Know. Go away. I'm time's up. up. You're next. It's like I just have to stop doing that. Um, but yeah, but that's what I wanted to say. Thank you, Cheney. Yes, your next package. Wes Robinson. So, uh, I was gonna say, like, even though we are at the goal now, um, there are still really cool perks available. And I said it before, but like this, this movie is gonna be really fun, really special. Um, it's really well written. It has great people in it, and uh, I think. If you want to be a part of something really cool, like join us, be a part of our team. Check it out. Right on. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> any any last words, Cheney? Or uh, no, the campaign, like both of these guys said, still going on. Lots of good perks. They kind of stole all my thunder with uh, my outro. Uh, everything they said times two. But better. Uh, yeah. This movie's going to be awesome. Uh, everything right. they said plus Al Pacino. Uh, it's, uh, yes. Al Pacino won't be in this. Uh, he wouldn't return my calls. And uh, I mean, if I call him again, it's like what, like a breach of restraining order or some shit, something stupid. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to have to leave him alone uh, for a little bit. Uh, but the movie's going to be awesome, and uh, if you guys want to check out the Go-Go Man, it's a lot of good stuff, and it's well worth your time, especially if horror is your jam, because we we got a doozy for you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Marcus. Oh, yeah, guys. Thank yeah, you, Marcus. Yeah. 
Hey, my pleasure having you guys on here. This has been awesome. So, LC, Cheney, Wes, uh, it's nice seeing you guys, and it was nice meeting you, Wes. Nice um, meeting you. Uh, Cheney, I ran into him at Midwest Monster Fest. Uh, so I've met him before in real life, but uh, we had a good time. That was a fun time. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's it's the monster. Uh, Jeff puts on a good convention. Uh, and I've, yes. I've been really um, surprised with, or, you know, just very surprised at how successful he's getting with that. And just seems like it's getting bigger and bigger every year. It's, it's insane. Yeah, it is. Man. No, he's, he's a grinder. He's, he's a hustler. He's a grinder. He's, he's awesome. He works hard for what he's doing. And he, Jeff O'Neill, bless him. He's a, he's a good guy. Is that in Ohio? Sure. No, he's an Iowa guy, actually. He's a uh, Quad Cities fellow. Yeah, he's been putting the convention on in Moline uh, the past. In yeah. Moline, Illinois, uh, past. East Moline, yep. yep. So, and Good this year, year, September, he'll have another one at the Rust Belt. So, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm there. He'll have me, man. I haven't heard anything about it, but uh, I'm there if he'll have me. That's the one that I'll do every year, just because. I mean, it's in Beck and Woods, the guys that made Haunt. It's their backyard, you know. Like that's their city, and that's that's where it seems to be the most liked. Me and Wes need an invite. Yeah, where's the invite? <laughs> Absolutely. Give me the invite, bro. Yeah. Absolutely. Jeff, Jeff, I haven't got kind of I didn't even talk to Jeff. Like, Jeff, am I still on for this one? Or <laughs> he's gonna be like, fuck you, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Give me next year. We'll see. Maybe next year, asshole. But uh, yeah, real quick, uh, speaking of Beck and Woods, uh, Scott Beck will be in Burlington, Illinois this weekend for uh, the Snake Eyes Film Festival. Um, he'll he'll be there interviewed by Justin Beam. And yeah. I don't know if he's going to show Haunt or, you know, what, what he's going to show there, if he's just going to show up to do a Q&A or what. But, you know, if people are in the Iowa area and uh, want to make a road trip to Burlington, uh, this weekend, is, you know, it's gonna be a good time. Scott Beck will be in the in the house. Cool. He's a wonderful guy. Wonderful so. dude. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, you know, we'll have to do this again, maybe on the next campaign, or you know, see what happens. Yeah. Anytime, for sure. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll have a good night. Thanks, guys. Thank you, you too, Mark. Thank you all. Thank you.